The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. This is your Half Empty Cup of Joe. Pour a cup of this good-smelling coffee. It will taste as good as it smells. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquint and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. Good morning and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Half Empty Cup. Joe and Jason, don't forget the Half Empty Cup of Joe on our Rumble page. Uh, we don't do YouTube with the Half Empty Cup because, well, you know why. You know, they, they'll ban it because we'll tell the truth, and they hate that. Can't have truth-telling uh, happening in, in America any longer. But we've got a, a great show for you lined up. We've got Barry Jones joining us. And, and I remember... Uh, the, I want to say it was the first time we ever had Barry on. Uh, we started with the, you know, part of it, you know, Nixon uh, and the, the, the Kennedy assassination. And it's amazing what's happened in like the last, let's call it 90 days. Because uh, we had one of the Secret Service agents that was, you know, around the car say hey by the way the Warren Commission no that's not what happened uh, and then I want to say it was, it was either I want to say it was late last week maybe it was over the weekend uh, one of the doctors that, that operated on Kennedy finally now admits hey by the way yeah what they said yeah that's not what happened and I don't know that, that Barry wants to, to talk about that and I don't even know if Barry you know because uh, obviously, I follow the news all the time. Barry's got other things to do. Uh, if Barry was aware of, of all of these things uh, that, that are now happening, of course, this is exactly the things that Barry's been saying all along, Jason. Exactly. And, and before I bring Barry in, I'll, uh, Barry, I just want to thank you for coming on. And, and uh, I, I, I did did my little bit of watching of TV last night. I, I, I turned on, uh, I think it was Paramount Plus has – JFK, what the doctor saw. So I watched it. I think it's a fairly new series. And uh, all the stuff that Barry's talked about and other JFK conspiracy guys that come on the air with us talk about. But, Barry, it was really cool to see that they, they recorded these, these sessions with these doctors from Dallas, not the ones in Washington. And they did it 10 years ago. And they decided not to release these this these interviews until this, this documentary came out. So... Uh, Barry, thanks for coming in. I don't know what your comments are going to be, but I just uh, find it interesting that, that for 60 years, the doctors in Dallas held their story of an entry wound to the neck. So what, what say you, uh, Barry? Well, uh, we're going to talk about the doctors today because there is a, 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 a real reason why they changed their story. You know, they originally they did come out and say it was an entrance wound. That was the... Uh, in the in the aftermath, the immediate aftermath, after JFK was declared dead and they had the press conference, the doctors did come out and declare it to be an entrance wound. They later changed their story, and they've held their water for five decades 
but there's a reason. And we're going to talk about that because this is part two of the Secret Service. And, and then the other thing that you referenced was the Paul Landis story. Paul Landis story is the Secret Service man, the 88-year-old Secret Service man who has just recently read a book. And I planned on addressing that issue as well. So uh, it's interesting that in the news, both of these topics just so happen to be what we had already started talking about a month ago. It's really good timing, I guess, uh, fortunate for, for putting you on, on this show, Barry. But also, uh, just going back, I, I watched this thing last night, and it was it's, – it's, these guys, you know, they were, they were worried. They were worried. They talked about people going missing and, and, and people ending up dead and reasons why they may not want to have the, the, their absolute truthful story out in those early years because, uh, one, they thought they were being patriotic, and, two, they, they were worried about uh, – what the government might, you know, hey, look what they look what just happened, right? It's, it's, that's got to be kind of a hard thing to stand up against. Yeah, well, you know, uh, just a quick antidote. I was listening to one of the stories from one of the doctors, and he he was the uh, attending surgeon who met JFK on his gurney as they brought him into Parkland. And he had gone public with a press conference afterwards saying that the bullet wound to the neck was an entrance wound and the bullet wound to the, uh, the damage to the back of the head, he had described it in great detail. He got three or four phone calls from the autopsy doctors, uh, Humes, and, uh, and, and they told him that if he didn't change his story, he would lose his license. And so... He had spent pretty much the entire night. The next morning when he came in, there was a witness, a nurse, asked him how his night had gone. He said it was terrible. She said, why? She said, I, he said, I was up all night. I kept getting phone calls from the autopsy doctors in Washington, and they were threatening me. And all I, all I did was tell the truth. And so they were getting their ducks in a row. They had to have all the doctors saying the same thing. The problem was the doctors weren't all saying the same thing, and there was videotape evidence and other documented evidence of what the doctors and nurses who had seen JFK when he first came in to Parkland, the condition of his head, the entrance wound. They, I mean, they even had the doctor who performed the tracheotomy through the bullet wound in the neck, and he said that was clearly an entrance wound. All that had to be reversed. And we're going to talk about that today because there was there was a particular man who was who was uh, enlisted to go to these doctors. He was known as the Secret Service Enforcer, and he basically made them understand in quite clear terms that if they didn't change their story. Bad things were going to happen to them; their careers were over. But bad things would happen to them physically and to their families. Well, there you go, Joe. There's our our, uh, our warm up for the show today. What do you say? Well, and again, for, for people out there that, well, there's no way you could keep it secret. Right? And, and, I mean, <laughs> here it is. And, and, and again, you got to remember, uh, there was no Internet then. There was no uh, anything other than uh, whatever was said on the nightly news, th that was it. That, that was, uh, you know, print media, same thing, whatever was in the newspaper, that was the story. Uh, and, and now all of a sudden, right, we're finding something. out, yeah, okay. Stop you know what? 
Maybe it didn't happen the way the government said. What else hasn't happened that way? going on now? Choose from thousands of carry outsized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You take I-25 to exit 235. Then five miles west to the tree farm. I've learned to stand with people that are in the storm who have courage. You know, there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their mettle in the furnace. It's Mike Lindell. You're not going to get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere. It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts. We are giving away a free desktop PC for the month of December. So come by and check it out and enter to win our free PC giveaway. We provide sales and service for all makes and models. For all your computer needs, come by and see us. We are located in the Orchard Shopping Center in Loveland next to the Ace Hardware. Or you can find us at PCsandparts.com. Call us at 970-203-0696. That's 970-203-0696. This Christmas, experience the magic of Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry. Our artisan freeze-dried ice cream crafted by our local Colorado company brings a unique twist. Ice cream that doesn't melt. From classic vanilla to exciting cookie dough, our crunchy treats melt into velvety smooth joy. And for a nostalgic twist, try our puffed-up candies, perfect for gifts and stocking stuffers. Visit RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and unwrap the extraordinary. Ho, ho, ho! The Half-Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor, with Grisham & Associates, LLC, at 720-203-0731. Good morning! Good morning! Good morning! So put a smile upon your face, being alive is no disgrace, you can make it up better. We're back here, the half-empty cup, Joe and Jason, and our guest, Barry Jones, and, you know, kind of talking about uh, the Kennedy assassination and and the amount of people now towards the end of their life finally feeling safe enough uh, to come forward and and essentially say, hey, by the way, uh, what I said Early on, isn't what happened. And I was threatened. We were threatened. We were told uh, that we, uh, you know, essentially the government forced them uh, to change their story and lie about what happened. And it just, again, uh, I was one of those people, and I'll be honest with you, when I first started doing this show with Jason, I'm like, nah, come on, man. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald shot the guy. And, uh, yeah, I, I believe that he was a CIA operative, and then uh, they took him out, right? Ruby took him out to keep him from talking. Uh, and, and I will say this, because of people like Barry uh, that, that, that 
have come forward and shared their expertise and their knowledge. Uh, Jason, I think it's obvious now. They killed this man. And and who's they? Right? Who's they? Right? I mean, the, the powers to be within our own government uh, killed this guy, plain and simple. Yeah, I think for multiple reasons, uh, and, and it was it was uh, something that on their end, you know, the 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 controlling arms of the government, it, it was something that had to be done. This man was was doing too much for the average uh, guy, Joe. They were too much for the average citizen. He was he was trying to set things right, you know, and and uh, he had to be eliminated. So so Barry, we. We, we were talking. I, I watched this series. If anyone, and, and that, I didn't hear, Barry, if you watched this, but JFK, uh, what the doctor saw is what I watched last night. Uh, what you just said about uh, threatening the one doctor of taking his license, that is in the series. The doctors are speaking. In fact, I, think, I believe most of the doctors that are in this show have died in the, in, in the ongoing 10 years since they filmed it in 2013. Uh, man, did they, did they take the Parkland Hospital doctors and just throw them in the waste paper basket so to speak and and try to ignore them i mean i, I find it remarkable because you already told us this but from being shot to being loaded on the plane out of dallas was only about two hours i mean my question for you barry if you i don't know if you have the answer to this uh they wanted to keep him in texas by texas law to do the autopsy there where was the sheriff did they even attempt to, to contact the sheriff because the, the, obviously the uh, the secret service bullied the locals and took the body. Was the sheriff even considered or called at that point? No, the sheriff was in on it. Oh, all, there the, we go. Uh, okay. all the authorities in Dallas, you know, the mayor of Dallas was the brother of a, uh, C well, he was in a CIA asset himself, but he was the brother of the number two ranking CIA man that JFK had fired. So the mayor was in on it, and all of the ranking authorities there that mattered. You know, it doesn't mean that all of the Dallas police were in on it or all of the sheriff's deputies were in on it. doesn't even mean all of the Secret Service was in on it. But you always have, in these conspiracies, you have a rogue element that controls everything. And they are the leadership. And so they make all the decisions. So it, in essence, all of them were in on it because they were acting on orders. But it was a small group within the Secret Service at the top. It was a small group within the CIA. It was a small group within the Dallas police and also the sheriff's office that were in on their parts of this. They weren't in on the whole thing. They were in on their part. And they deferred to the Secret Service because the Secret Service seemingly was in charge. From, from start to finish, from the time that the plane landed in Love Field to it took off again in Love Field a couple hours later, the Secret Service ran that entire show. And local authorities stood down. Even if they were honest, they stood down. And that includes the Parkland Hospital doctors who got bullied as well. So uh, why, why do you think that they uh, agreed to do this documentary and actually air it out? Is it just because it's been so long they, they felt safe to do so? Because... <clears throat> A lot of the doctors say that they've been professing the entry wound in the neck the entire 60 years. But you're, what you're saying is they, they sort of backed off of that for a while because of whatever worries they had. Yeah, well, several of the, you know, they had to get the 
the obviously the, the first guy who had gone out and done the press conference, they got to get him to change his story. And once he changed his story, uh, then the Warren Commission published whatever evidence they got from the autopsy. And the autopsy report confirmed, or at least seemed, seemed to confirm, the government story. So that became sort of the narrative. And as far as doctors were concerned, well, some of these doctors were just starting their careers. They were young. And they were very aware of what going against the conventional wisdom or going against the narrative would do to their career. Well, now, 50 years later, they're retired or they, <laughs> they aren't worried about their career anymore. And same thing with this Paul Landis, the Secret Service agent. You know, he's 88 years old. He's been out of Secret Service for a long, long time. So what happens is as people get near the end, they tend to become reflective. And they tend to want to set the record straight. There are some other factors in, in involved. The Paul Landis story, which we'll get into, uh, the reasoning and the timing of his uh, revelations uh, are a little suspicious. Uh, if you go back historically, every 10 years when there is an anniversary of the JFK assassination, there tend to be a rash of books and movies that are produced. And you have to be suspicious of them because uh, the attention that they they uh, gain oftentimes is to the benefit of the people, the conspirators themselves. It's what we call a limited hangout. When the CIA wants to dribble out information, but overall protect the essence of the plot, they have ways of doing that to attract maximum attention, and they usually do it on an anniversary occasion. And that is why you see 10-year anniversary, 20-year anniversary, 30-year anniversary. Well, this is the 60th anniversary. And all of a sudden, movies, books, uh, people are coming out. And it seems to confirm the conspiracy aspect. But if you really look at it, uh, it still keeps Lee Harvey Oswald at, cent at the central uh, part of the plot. Uh, they may admit now that there had to have been a second shooter or there had to have been a conspirator involved, but Lee Harvey Oswald is always, in their view, the main character. And so that's their way of dribbling out information because, you know, so many facts have come out and so much documentation, so much evidence has come out in 60 years, it has, it has rendered the Warren Commission almost moot. I mean, it is, it's just destroyed it. And any thinking, rational person will look, for example, at the single bullet theory and say it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible that one man did all this. And so even they, the CIA or whomever is dribbling out this information, have to acknowledge the new evidence. And so what they do is they craft a new narrative. They keep the central player the central player, but they add in just enough truth to make it seem real. And, and that is the danger, you know, of this. It's, it's disinformation is what it is. It just distracts from the real truth. It just dribbles out little dribs and drabs of truth, but not the whole truth. And uh, that's why I am always a little bit skeptical of anything that comes out on an anniversary occasion, especially if it's from an insider. The Secret Service guy was an insider. Uh, now, these doctors weren't. Uh, and what they have said in this 
documentary is consistent with what they have been saying all along. So I think that is legitimate. But that's good. I am very that's, Yeah, I'm no, very I was going to say Barry, that was, That's what I was going to say cuz cuz the one guy that was doing the Lee Harvey Oswald and and, and protect, protecting the the narrative. They had they had the the counterpoint to the doctors. Yeah. I, I they couldn't have got a guy that was more you know, government Biden, I would say Biden like. I mean, he's he was like these guys we've been seeing, like uh, uh, what, is the, what is the Republican that's almost fell asleep in the middle of speeches? Uh, when he Mitch was doing McConnell. The, Mitch McConnell, the guy that was protecting the narrative was so drab and so sleepy and so <laughs> dead looking. And the doctors, they're older guys too, but they, they were a little, they were more animated, all of them. They were telling their story. Uh, how could anyone believe the narrative after watching these doctors profess? I mean, they had, they had a couple of counter, counter story guys, you know, trying to protect the narrative, uh, Barry. And, and right, right. the doctors just kept saying, well, were, were they in the room? They weren't in the room. Were they specialists? Right. We were the specialists. So my, my, well, question, the my last, last doctor, question, Barry, is, well, my last question is, is was Lee Harvey Oswald, in your estimation, any part of this thing at all? Uh, no. He didn't fire a gun. In fact, the evidence showed that he didn't fire a gun. They had a paraffin test, and they, when he was arrested an hour and a half after the shooting, they immediately gave him a paraffin test. The paraffin test is to measure nitrates, and if you fire a rifle, you'll have nitrates on your cheek and your shoulder, your neck area, and you won't see them. They're invisible, but they'll be there. They'll be there for several days. When they tested him, he had no nitrates on either shoulder, either side of his face, or either part of his neck. That means conclusively, without any question, he did not fire a rifle. Well, the crime was committed with a rifle. Now, he had nitrates on his fingers, on his hands. Uh, that is proof that he handled either A, carbon material, which could be cardboard boxes, which, of course, he worked in the Texas School Book Depository. He handled boxes. Or that he had tried to fire a pistol, which, according to the arresting officer, when they got him at the, uh, at the uh, uh, theater. movie theater, yeah, he had pulled out his thirty eight and tried to fire it. It misfired. So it explains that, but it does not explain the rifle. The fact that there was no nitrates, and you see, this was buried. This was buried. This would have been conclusive evidence that he did not fire the rifle. In a trial, this would have been evidence that he could not have committed the crime. Uh, furthermore, Joe? the FBI, the FBI and the, when they found the, the original gun, they said it was a, a German Mauser. And then after they went to his house and they found the Malika Carcano, they changed the gun and they said, well, the gun that we found was a Malika Carcano. And when the FBI tested it for fingerprints, they took that rifle apart. I mean, apart, looking for fingerprints. They found no fingerprints. But, you know, Barry, I have, an, I have an observation about that, the firearm. But, uh, Joe, you had a comment uh, before I do that. Well, I, I was, do you think this was the reason, based on what, what you're saying about Oswald, that either A, he didn't do what the government wanted him to do by firing that rifle, or maybe he was never supposed to fire the rifle, but this is why they had to take him out uh, to, to, to make sure uh, that this didn't uh, reach the light of day. So my, my, my question, I guess, is twofold. Number one, do you think Oswald was supposed 
to take a shot at, at, at President Kennedy? Because obviously what you're telling us today is he didn't. Uh, and, and is this obviously the reason why, uh, and I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the reason why they killed Oswald was to prevent him from, from telling the world, hey, I didn't shoot anybody, uh, the government setting me up. I take what he said. Now, um, this is uh, from Judith Ferry Baker. Judith Ferry Baker was his allegedly his girlfriend during the summer of 63. And they spent the entire summer together in New Orleans. She wrote a book about it. She's still alive, by the way. And Judith Ferry Baker says that Oswald, in, ferry, in phone calls back and forth to her, described that there was a plot. He was involved in the plot. He had a role to play in the plot, but he was not going to carry out his part. You're listening to Barry Jones here on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. We'll have more from Joe and Jason on the other side of the break. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com, that's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24, or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. 
My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, <coughs> tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at Cup, Joe and Jason. We have Barry Jones with us. Uh, obviously, uh, the Kennedy assassination. Uh, more and more uh, people stepping forward here at their end of their lives to tell us, hey, by the way, uh, this is what really happened. I did get a text. Uh, the last word uh, about uh, Mark Lane was the author, uh, the CIA and the murder of JFK. So if you want to get a book uh one of our listeners is saying hey that's a pretty good one uh, the question before the break to barry about lee harvey oswald was he involved at all and barry says hey the evidence says lee harvey oswald did not shoot this rifle didn't happen they tested him he didn't have the the uh, the debris the powder and stuff that you would associate with a rifle firing uh, and then the next question was, uh, was he just a pawn made to be the fall guy? Uh, and this is why uh, they had Ruby take him out. Uh, that's kind of where we, we posed it. And, and, Barry, you were talking about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, the alleged girlfriend at the time. She's still alive, and she's talking. Yeah, uh, and she has maintained that they kept in contact because – he completed which of course he didn't know the full scope of that mission but he was going to run away with her they were going to run away to Mexico and get married so while she was back in New Orleans he was in Dallas and they were keeping in touch through phone conversations and the last phone conversation that they had was several hours in length uh, by the way Carlos Marcello the mob boss in New Orleans paid for all these phone conversations anyway um the uh, last conversation that they had, he was just very depressed. And he was distraught. And she had never seen him like this. And he had left New Orleans and gone to Mexico City, according to her, to drop off the bioweapon that they'd been working on all summer. And his contact had not showed. And it's the first time he had failed in a, in a CIA mission that he had been assigned. 
and he had been told to come back to Dallas and that they would give him a new mission in Dallas. And that's when he got the job at the Texas School Book Depository. Well, in this phone conversation with Judith Ferry, he told her that he has uncovered or infiltrated a plot to kill the president. And that, uh, and she and he discuss what are his options. Because he, he was a big fan of JFK and he didn't want to be a part of this. And uh, he says, what can I do? Where can I go? There's nowhere in this world I can go. They won't find me. And he told Judith Ferry, this was the last thing he told her when he was signing off the phone conversation. He says, uh, if I stay and participate in this, I know there will be one less bullet fired at JFK. So that tells you that he was supposed to fire a bullet at JFK, but that he had made the decision that he was not going to fire a bullet at JFK. And he told Judith Ferry that he was going to try to destroy the plot from within and protect JFK. So those are his own words, according to Judith Ferry. To answer your question, I do you know, he was in the CIA, there is no question. And he was brought to Dallas to participate in this mission. He uncovered the purpose of the mission. He was not going to go along with the purpose of the mission. He was going to try to sabotage it from within. After the event took place and he realized the scope of it and what had happened, he, he had already told Judith Ferry they were setting him up. He understood that as well. And so after it took place, you see him in his movements. He leaves the Texas School Book Depository, gets on a bus, and in combination of bus and foot, he ends up back at his rooming house. And then he ends up eventually at the movie theater. I believe he was at the movie theater to meet his contact, to meet his handler. Uh, there was another Lee Harvey Oswald at the same movie theater. Witnesses show that the real Lee Harvey Oswald was hauled out the front, arrested in front of a crowd, and the fake Lee Harvey Oswald was taken out the back and whisked away in an airplane. So this story gets very, <laughs> you're getting me down a rat hole here. But uh, just to answer your question, yes, he was aware of the plot. He was trying to sabotage it from within. He could not run away from the plot. He was, too, he was buried too deep in the CIA. There was nowhere he could go to escape it, so he was going to try to sabotage it from within. It was in the immediate aftermath he realized that he'd been set up to take the fall, which is why when he was arrested and he was in the halls of the Dallas Police Department headquarters and the media shouted out, did you shoot the president? He said, no, I did not shoot anyone. I am just a patsy. So this whole, this whole situation was almost as much of getting rid of JFK as it was to also get rid of him after they decided to go through with it in Dallas. Yeah. And, and, and there were other people that also suffered weird fates uh, after the shooting of JFK. Is that true? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a whole laundry list of people who died suspicious deaths. And <clears throat> they were all, a lot of them were clumped around investigations. You know, there was, there was, uh, you know, in the years after, you have the Warren Commission first, which was in 64, pr pr mostly, and then you have the Jim Garrison invest investigation down in New Orleans in the late 60s. Then you have the church committee hearings in 75, an examination of the CIA. And then you have the House Select Committee in 78. If you go through those years, and uh, there's a couple books out 
uh, going through the hit, the hit list is probably the best look, book about this. If you go through these years and these investigations, these mysterious deaths are all clumped around these investigations where someone might talk. And when I say suspicious deaths, I'm talking, first of all, the, who the people were. These are all people that were being subpoenaed in these investigations. It's awful interesting or coincidental that they're the ones who are dying these crazy deaths. But it's, uh, it's the way that they were dying. And the church hearings really gave uh, an insight into these deaths because we discovered for the first time that the CIA had mastered or had figured out ways to kill people and make it look like people died of natural causes. It had become standard operating procedure. They had a manual on how to do it. And this manual was read aloud at these hearings. And so for the first time, American people realized a couple things about the CIA. Number one, they had active assassination programs uh, going ongoing at that time as they were speaking. And number two, they were killing people and leaving their bodies in such a way that it looked like they had died of natural causes. So it made people completely I guess rethink I gotta... all of these mysterious deaths. We have, a, we have a commercial break coming up, but I guess the first thing that comes into my mind then is why not uh, have JFK die in such a manner that it just seemed like a heart attack or something? I'm, I'm guessing there's a reason they wanted the whole world to experience this. We'll, we'll have Barry answer that on the other side. You're listening to the Half Empty Coming Joe. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code KHNCE. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use your promo code to save $90. K-H-N-C. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Reasons to own gold, number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street pinstripe bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com.
We're back here. Joe and Jason, our guests today, Barry Jones, and, and diving back into the Kennedy assassinations as more and more evidence coming to light of a, a cover-up of epic proportions. But, you know, Jason was talking about, hey, with the ways, uh, as we know, you know, you can poison somebody. You can uh, do all kinds of different things. And, of course, the CIA with uh, everything that, that they had access to, uh, you could have done this in a lot of different ways. Why do it in, 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 the, in the wide open? Uh, why do it in the wide open and really have uh, the amount of moving parts that they had? Uh, but but I, I think Jason's probably right, Barry. I'm sure they, were, they had a reason for why they decided this is how we're going to do it. It was a public execution. And it was intended to send a message to future presidents. If you have him die by allegedly natural causes, it doesn't drive home the point that you want to the point you want to drive home to future presidents, and you may have this issue arise again. But if you make it clear, and you do it in such a heinous way that the whole world saw it in broad daylight, future presidents will comply. They'll fall in line. And you won't have this issue again. Barry, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting because uh, when Trump was elected in 2016, I was doing shows in 2018. Uh, I always remember how, how brash and confident Trump was when he won. And then, of course, every presidential changeover, there's that, that private meeting where the outgoing and the uh, incoming president had that meeting. When Trump came out of that meeting, he, he was kind of white-looking, not confident, really just looked – he looked the worst that he looked during that, that year where he was at his best. And I always joked on the air that what, they sh what the <coughs> outgoing president shows the incoming president is, is some different angle video of the uh, JFK assassination as, as, as a warning. And uh, <laughs> that's just – it's telling you the truth. I wouldn't be surprised if that's you – know, I know it's a joke, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if that's real, uh, Barry, because, you know, they really don't want presidents uh, mucking things up anymore, do they? No, they don't want free agents, that's for sure. And, you know, Barack Obama, if you study the family history there, he's he, the reason he is president or was president was because of the CIA. He was very much entrenched in that whole scene. And so, you know, yeah, they had that meeting. Of course, what we found out later was Operation Hurricane was ongoing at that time, and it was led by Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And so at the very time they were meeting, uh, the, the levers of the federal government were setting up a sting operation against Trump, against his uh, incoming national security advisor, and they were, they were monitoring all his communications. They, they were spying on him. There was, a, <laughs> there was a pretty elaborate operation going against him at that very moment. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if that meeting was not a setup in, a, in and of itself. So yeah, I, I can. Yeah, you know, Trump had just learned that Trump Tower was wired. <laughs> he had to move all in the transition. He had to move all of his offices, and and you know he's meeting with potential cabinet members. He's meeting with all these people, trying to set up a government in the interim period. And he finds out through a tip from Mike Rogers, Admiral Mike Rogers, who was head of the NS, uh, NSA, that Trump Tower was wired. And so he had to move everything to another office building. 
And so he's finding out in that time period after the rush of winning the election is over, he's finding out how things really work in Washington. So, yeah, I can see why he was a little white. Excellent. We have a caller coming in. If anyone wants to call in, it's 877-536-1360. That number one more time is 877-536-1360. You can call in or text uh, to be a part of the show. Rick, I want to say thanks, Rick, for calling in. What is uh, your comment? Well, I want to ask if Barry can clear up some memories for me. I was a young boy when this all happened, and uh, I remember you know, a lot of it well. Talking about Jack Ruby, um, if what he knows about the night that Jack Ruby shot Oswald, because my best, fr- the father of my best friend in college was Jack Ruby's defense attorney, um, and and he built his defense that built Ruby's defense around the fact that he was a uh, an epileptic and a club owner. Of course, we all know that who carried money in the thirty-eight and just happened upon the hoopla in the parking lot when they were transferring Oswald with all the camera flashes and everything that, that, and the defense was that it threw Ruby into an epileptic seizure and uh, he blindly and unknowingly bumped a bunch of lead into Oswald's guts. Um, there's a fo- the photograph of that was plastered. Cause I, I, I saw the guy's office down in East Texas. He was a lawyer out there. And his whole back wall behind his desk was that photograph with Ruby with this crazy look on his face. And the way he was holding his gun supposedly proved he was having an epileptic seizure when he did this. And, uh, and as, we re- as we all know, Ruby died in custody of yep. what I recall as cancer, you know, yep. before, before his case was decided. I just wanted to know what Barry knew about all that. Well, Jack Ruby had given all kinds of indications in the days leading up to the assassination that he had advanced knowledge of what was fixing to happen. Marita Lorenz, who testified uh, years later in a trial against E. Howard Hunt, said that when she came with E. Howard Hunt and Frank Sturgis from Miami with a car loaded down with weapons, Two days before the assassination, they brought all the weapons in the trunk of a car from Miami to Dallas, and they met in a hotel room. And in that hotel room was E. Howard Hunt, who later was arrested at Watergate, Frank Sturgis, who later was arrested at Watergate. It was Marita Lorenz, and they got a knock on the door midway through the meeting as they were laying out all the weapons on the bed, and they were getting paid for the weapons. And the guy at the door was Jack Ruby. And... Then in the, in the next couple of days, another witness, right the day before the assassination, another witness saw Jack Ruby parked on the side of Elm Street uh, with his truck up on the curb, and he was actually holding up traffic. And when she got next to him, she looked over at him, and he looked at her, and she saw him clear as day. And the next day after he shot Oswald, she said, that was Ruby. And the guy in the back of the truck was carrying a rifle up the grassy knoll behind the fence. That was the day before the assassination. We'll have more with Barry on the other side. I got a question to stay with us. This is Steve of Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values, we still operate by handshake, we're not pushy. 
We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Hey, folks, get ready. The Warriors Revolution Open House is Saturday, December 16th. Come in and meet the Warriors crew and Pac-Man and the Rev. It will feature a live radio remote show from 1 to 3. Warriors is jammed with thousands of last-minute gift ideas and will feature several door-busting specials only available at this event. Come in and join us. The week of the 18th through the 23rd is pickup week, allowing plenty of time for your purchase to clear the 72-hour waiting period on firearms. Give the gift they really want. I know I want one. Warriors Revolution in Longmont, Colorado, located at Ken Pratt and Bowen Street. Firearms, accessories, and so much more. Come in and meet your friends. We're anxious to meet you. Warriors Revolution, Longmont, Colorado. See you there. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe, 877-536-1360 if you want to call or text. Um, Barry, it's, uh, we, we, this is the short segment, but uh, one, one observation I didn't get to, a chance to ask you about, which I thought was maybe it's just a sign of the times. I don't know because uh, I didn't live in the 60s. But uh, I was reminded of a strange thing they did uh, during this whole thing where, uh, and we had talked about the firearm earlier, that was supposedly used by uh, Ruby, or excuse me, uh, uh, Oswald. I find it interesting that they they had this like almost like press conference type photographs of holding the we- weapon up in the air and look, this is it, this is the gun that killed Kennedy. And it seems to me that most murder investigations, I never see such a, a I guess, an offering of the murder weapon as like a, a, a big thing for the press to take pictures of it. Maybe after the cases, when I see these shows, that they look at the murder weapons in the, in the evidence bags and things like that. But is it, do you find that strange that they they, they paraded the uh, the murder the so called murder weapon in front of everybody? No, because everything that was happening was for PR purposes. Everything was for show. Well, I mean, I guess I'll let, me, let me restrain it. As far as an average murder, is that something that would okay. normally happen during an average murder? No, but this wasn't an average murder, and I think that's where they got away with some things because there was this bloodlust to hold somebody accountable, and it appeared that if you could find the weapon, the murder weapon, it would... You know, they didn't have any evidence on Oswald. They were holding him. They didn't have any evidence. And so 
you know, they can't hold him indefinitely without evidence. And so this was a, a way to convince the public, we have the murder weapon, and then they're going to infer that they have proof that he, this is his weapon, that they found it in the Texas School Book Depository. So the assumption is going to be they're going to find fingerprints on it, and when they connect the bullets to it, it's going to tie the case, tie the case up nice and tight. It was all for public show. None of it could be presented at trial. None of it. And, in fact, if you look at the original report of the people who found the gun behind the boxes, they both wrote, there were two, two, two cops, they both wrote on their own reports that it was a German Mauser. They did not find a Manlicher Carcano. They did not find a Manlicher Carcano until they went to Lee Harvey's Oswald's house and his wife directed them to the garage where he kept the Manlicher Carcano. Then, all of a sudden, they produced a Manlicher Carcano. But it even gets weird, weirder because they couldn't find any fingerprints. I mentioned this earlier. Now, after Oswald is killed, according to Paul Grudy, who was the owner of a, a local uh, funeral home, and his job was to prepare Lee Harvey Oswald's body for burial, after he had prepared him for burial, he got a knock on the back door of the funeral home, and it was the FBI, and they had a gun with them, and they had fingerprinting materials, and they asked to see the body, and they asked Grudy to leave the room. And when Grudy came back after they left, he had to take the shirt off of Lee Harvey Oswald and re-clean his hands. He had oil all over his hands. He had oil on the cuffs of his shirt. He was a little bit aggravated. He had finished his preparations, and now he had to do it all over again. And voila, that afternoon, guess what the FBI announced? They had fingerprints on the Mamaker Carcano. They told Paul Grudy they brought the gun. He asked him, what's the gun for? He said, they said, we brought it for comparison purposes. But Barry, There's we're going no... to hit the break. We're going to hit the break. Real quick, was Oswald, just for the audience's sake, was Oswald ever formally charged with the murder? Yes. Yes, he was. That uh, late in the evening of that night after he was arrested. We're going to have hour two with Barry Jones on the other side of this break. Stay with us. You're listening to Half Empty Cup of Joe. Stop bitching. Do something. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. 
CNN reports that union members, once uniformly Democrat in voting, have increasingly shifted to vote Republican. It's not difficult to see why, especially if you're willing to honestly assess the issues surrounding the recent United Auto Workers strike. The UAW strike is music to the ears of far-left Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, who quickly piled on by deploring the outrageous level of corporate greed. His slovenly-dressed comrade in the U.S. Senate, the foul-mouthed John Fetterman, joined picketing strikers. The radical new UAW president, Sean Fain, declared that billionaires, in my opinion, don't have a right to exist. The very existence of billionaires shows that we have an economy that is working for the benefit of the few and not the many. With comments like this from Fain, is it any wonder why conservative auto workers who believe in the American dream are having difficulty identifying with the goals of their union? As soon as the strike was announced, a central demand by the militant new UAW leadership was to shrink to a four-day work week while insisting on full five-day pay. This would harm the competitiveness of the Detroit automakers and set the precedent for a broad reduction in other services to the American public, such as reduced mail delivery. At a time when the economy is struggling so badly, the last thing America needs is more people sitting around at home, whether due to unemployment or underemployment. The radical leftists that make up the UAW's leadership aren't interested in giving workers the chance to be paid well for a hard day's work. They only want to take as much as they can take while giving as little as they can give, all justified in the name of class warfare. The future for American workers is conservatives' consistently strong stance against losing automobile jobs to China and against subsidizing electric cars that Detroit cannot afford to make. Rather than be left behind due to their outdated class warfare rhetoric, the UAW leaders should identify with conservatives' messages to attain employment growth with good-paying manufacturing jobs. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The false promise of socialism is an illusion. It devalues hard work and creativity. It's the opposite of the American dream. As proven around the world, socialism breaks the human spirit. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're standing against the rise of socialism. For more, go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC-free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the 
tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360khnc.com slash shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7-8-foot-tall flowering tree for only $269.50 and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only $270. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then 5 miles west to the Tree Farm. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. This is your half-empty cup of joe. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquint and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. We're back here, the half-empty cup. Joe and Jason with Barry Jones today. And 877-536-1360. That is the number to call uh, or text either way. Uh, We did get a texter in, and and I'll see where this goes. Remember uh, when Trump said he got covid well, we didn't hear what well, we didn't hear from him for a while until a video appeared of him on what looks to be on a ship because the background was rocking. Trump also fired Espar uh, at the end of 2020 because all of this may be leading to a COG. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a minder. I'm not sure what that that exactly means, but maybe one of you do do. Barry, Barry, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I've, I'd have to look into it, Joe. Don't know for sure. Uh, we have a caller. She's almost ready to go. But if you want to call in eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty, Barry, we'll go to you first. Then we'll go. To, we'll get to a caller. Okay. Well, I wanted to uh, in the one of the callers earlier brought up a point about Ruby, and I. I was fascinated by this anecdotal piece of evidence that the interrogator, Don Archer, brought brought out. After Ruby had been arrested, he was waiting to hear, you know, as he's being interrogated, everybody's waiting to find out if Oswald was dead. And this goes to his state of mind because the caller brought up the idea that he did this and he was an epileptic and he didn't know what he was doing. 
Ruby was wired to a heart monitor during this interrogation. His heart was racing. He was breathing heavy. He was sweating. They kept giving him a towel. He was pacing back and forth. He was rambling incoherently. He wasn't making any sense. And he kept asking for cigarettes. And Don Archer kept giving him cigarettes to smoke. He was shivering like he was cold, he was shaking, he was in clear distress. And Archer said, well, I thought it was because he thought if Oswald dies, Texas is a death penalty state. He was nervous about dying. But then when the office, another officer stepped his head in and said that Oswald had indeed died, Ruby sat down, he relaxed, he smiled, he started joking with Archer. His heart rate returned to normal, his breathing stabilized, he stopped sweating. He was no longer shivering. He was no longer shaking. He stopped pacing back and forth, acting agitated and talking nonsense. And then when Archer offered him a cigarette, Ruby declined and told Archer, quote, I don't smoke. Yeah, his Barry, we had it. Depended on, his life depended on killing Oswald. He was hired for that job. We had another guest on, Chris Lewis, and he went into a, a show with us, uh, with MK Ultra. I believe it was... I believe it was uh, Bill Archer was some the the, the key uh, component of, of the show because he talked about this MK Ultra uh, scientist leader that I, I would say throughout <coughs> decades and decades uh, led all kinds of these crazies that that do these these shootings or these these types of events. Uh, so so when Rick called in earlier and, and ta was talking about epileptic seizures, is it possible that? Uh, it, it was MK Ultra, and he was activated for this event. And like you said, maybe the uh, the fact that he uh, completed his mission was sort of a shutoff for for his conditioning. Well, I would say no to that because one of the central parts of MK Ultra program is that you would have no memory of it afterwards. And you know, Sirhan Sirhan, who was is still being held in the California penal system for allegedly killing RFK will not be paroled because Gavin Newsom says until he asks forgiveness or says he's sorry for what he did uh, or expresses some kind of remorse he can't allow him out on parole and when they asked Sirhan Sirhan about it he has consistently throughout all these years maintained he has no memory of any event that took place in that kitchen at the Ambassador Hotel Jack Ruby never had any issues with memory afterwards. He knew exactly what he did. And, in fact, was willing to testify in his appeal. You know, when they threw out his conviction and ordered a retrial, that's when he was killed with cancer because he had told the judge he would talk. He offered to tell the Warren Commission everything in the aftermath uh, of the original, you know, the assassination itself before he was ever convicted at trial. He said, take me to Washington, I'll tell you everything. They're going to kill me here. And they thought he was crazy. So all along, as opposed to these MK Ultra uh, victims, and I call them victims, who had no memory of any of the events that they were set up to commit, Jack Ruby always had a memory. He always knew. From, from the first minute to the day he died, he knew what he did. And so before I get to the caller, then, one, one more question would be then, what... What motive did Jack Ruby have to do this in such a public fashion that he was never going to get out of jail after doing this? What, what, why, what was he? Was he government or was what was he? What was motivating him to do uh, this? He had no way of getting away with it. No, he wasn't going to try to get away with it. He was going to be. 
he, he was going to be found in, uh, guilty by reason of insanity, spend a few years in a government facility and be released. That was what they told him in, in the uh, lead up. Like Ronald, uh, Ray, like Ronald Reagan's, kind of like Ronald Reagan's right. shooter. His motive was to stay alive. He owed money to the mob. And the mob was involved in this assassination. They had their part to play. One of their parts to play was he, he was to clean up the mess. And to stay alive, you don't owe money to the mob and not pay it back and stay alive for very long. So he had been uh, <laughs> neck deep in mafia slash CIA activities in Cuba. And so he had connections all over the place. In fact, the Warren Commission tried to maintain he had no connections to Oswald. That's not true either. So he was given a job, and he understood who his bosses were and what the consequences were if he didn't carry out his job. Rhonda, we'll get to you on the other side of this break. 877-536-1360. Call or text. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular bleed stop website prices. Get yours today. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea. At 818-610-8088. We're back here. Half empty cup. Joe and Jason with Barry Jones, 877 536 1360. The call and or text. And uh, 
Oh, there you go. So COG means the, the, the continuity of government. The video of Trump with the rocking background in YouTube. Uh, maybe, you know, again, one of these other things, kind of interesting, uh, you know, things that the government has been doing, at least we don't now, right, since Kennedy, probably before Kennedy, uh, the, 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 the CIA, Jason, really started to take uh, an active role as far as I know, kind of, you know, with, with Herbert Hoover and all these other guys, uh, but really picked up steam uh, during World War II and after World War II. Well, yeah, Joe, and as we mentioned on previous shows that uh, the, uh, I guess the, the operation of, of uh, classified information really, you know, there's classified information that goes back, but as far as a regular part of American uh, government classified information didn't really start till the 1950s, so we're in the we're in the you know the first decade of of regular ongoing classified materials, and uh, the CIA of course I, th I believe became very important when it came to classifying documents and keeping secrets. I think that's sort of their job. But before we put uh, uh, Barry back on, uh, Rhonda's been waiting patiently. Thank you, Rhonda, for calling in. What's your question or comment for us? Hi, Barry. Um, have you done any research on Dorothy Kilgallen? She was on What's My Line, and she was a journalist at the time. And she um, she really believed that Jack Ruby was the key to this whole thing, and Oswald had nothing really to do with it. And she wrote several yeah. articles about uh, Jack she Ruby, did. and she his trial. It was amazing. Yeah, she was at the Jack Ruby trial and was granted an hour-long interview with Jack Ruby. No one else was. Uh, she was sort of a mini-celebrity in her own right because of the show that she was hosting and because of her status as a, as a writer. And so the judge let her have this meeting with Jack Ruby. And according to her and, and testimony that came from some of her friends that she told, she was about to bust the case wide open. She was writing a book, and right before, right after she told her friends that, she was found dead in her apartment uh, in Washington. It was basically a staged scene. It was very similar to Marilyn Monroe. Uh, she was she was lying in her bed. She was not wearing the clothes that she would normally wear. She was not even in the bed that she would normally be sleeping in. And uh, of course, they attributed it to some sort of alcohol, drug concoction. And uh, someone had ransacked her apartment and taken all her manuscripts that she was writing, putting this book together about Jack Ruby. She, she wrote several articles teasing the book about how Jack Ruby was the central figure in this. And, that, uh, and so, you know, she was one of these mysterious uh, deaths that uh, happened. And she, the only connection she has to the JFK assassination is that she was writing a book about Jack Ruby. But that was enough to get her killed. Speaking of um, mysterious deaths, uh, Barry, I don't know how much more you wanted to cover on on this specifically. But last month, at the very end of the show, I had had mentioned Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> and, you, and you just kind of dropped the bomb on us that, well, that was RFK. Robert F. Kennedy wanted wanted needed her gone. C can you delve delve a little more into that? Because I, I that's something I had not uh, done a whole lot of, of research on. I think there was. <laughs> A lot of suspicion when it came to 
Marilyn Monroe's death, but then when you said, well, you know, the Kennedys did that, is it, how did that come to fruition? How, how, does, how does that happen? How, how, what have you figured out about that? Well, uh, Max Jacobson was the president's doctor, and we found out years after, Bobby knew at the time that uh, Max Jacobson had JFK hopped up on a lethal dose of, of basically what we now know as crystal meth. And it wasn't just Jack. Uh, it wasn't just Jack. Jack had gotten Jackie uh, taking this as well. And Max Jacobson was sort of the doctor to the stars. He he treated Aristotle Onassis, Jack Kennedy, Jackie. He also treated Marilyn Monroe, and there was a whole raft of others. And so there's a connection there with the doctor and the drugs. First of all, secondly. Um, as far as Marilyn and her relationship, it started with Jack. Jack, if you remember that famous scene where she sings Happy Birthday, Mr. President, remember that, where she comes out in that dress? Okay, well, they never left the hotel room. That They were in the hotel for the next two days, he and Marilyn, uh, after that event. And uh, they were they were heavily involved romantically. Now, that doesn't mean that he was monogamous with her, uh, he was n never monogamous with anybody, but uh, she had it in her mind, and he would, you know, in pillow talk, he would tell her basically what she wanted to hear, and that was that you're going to replace Jackie, and I'm going to leave Jackie, and you'll be the new first lady, and, you know, that was sort of the vision that was dancing around her head. Well, at some point, she became pregnant. And the pregnancy had to be dealt with. And Bobby Kennedy, who was sort of over all the bimbo eruptions that happened with Jack, uh, made it clear that he had to distance himself from her. She was getting increasingly erratic because of the drugs that she was on, because of this notion that she was going to replace Jackie. She was unpredictable. And so he began to intervene to keep Jackie apart, or to keep uh, Jack away from Marilyn and vice versa. While that happened, he became romantically involved with uh, Marilyn. And so now we've got a situation where Marilyn Monroe has literally uh, incriminating information, basically, or, or at least leverage over the President of the United States and the Attorney General. Gianni Russell, uh, Russo tells the story, and he, he was there in first hand. He also had an affair. He, Gianni Russell, I don't know if you watched The Godfather. Do you remember The Godfather character? First of all, did you watch The Godfather, the original Godfather? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, Gianni Russell is the character who gets beat up by Michael's brother because he has married uh, Michael's sister, and he beat her up. Do you remember that scene where he gets beat up in the street? Oh, vaguely. It's been a while since I've seen it. Joe, okay. Joe's shaking his head. Joe, you've seen it. Yep. Okay. Well, he's he's that guy. He played that character. Johnny Rus Russo is has an unbelievable life story. I mean, unbelievable. He's still alive. He's written lots of books. He's on YouTube all the time. He also had an affair with Marilyn Monroe when he was like 12 or 13. And uh, he was at the event out in Las Vegas in the last three days, four days before Marilyn died, where Marilyn was brought to this resort and was going to be filmed by the mafia having sex with both Kennedy brothers. They were going to, this was uh, an operation to get incriminating information on both Kennedys, 
when she was told what her role in this whole operation was, she went ballistic and she was furious. She was already mad at Jack because he had dumped her. Now he's, she's mad at Bobby because Bobby's ignoring her. And she is furious that she's being treated like a piece of meat by her own handlers. And she's going to be having sex with two men for the, merely the purposes of gathering incriminating information, blackmail. And so she loses her mind and she says, and Gianni Russell heard her, Russo heard her say it, I'm just going to go to the media and I'm going to tell everything I know. Gianni Russo says at that time he knew she was dead. You, you just can't say that and, and, and get away with it. She, first of all, her handlers or her bosses were these mob bosses. And then the other end of the spectrum was the President of the United States and the Attorney General. Three days later, she was dead. And he know he tells the story of how she died. Uh, Max Jacobson, going back to the Kennedy doctor, again, uh, prepared a lethal concoction. It was to be given to her, administered in the form of an enema. And uh, she and Bobby Kennedy was in L.A. the day she died. And uh, they broke into her apartment. It was very similar. I, I, I mentioned Dorothy Kilgallen. It's a very similar scenario. They found her in her bed, and. Just like they did Dorothy Kilgallen, there was no evidence of foul play necessarily. It just looked the the way the autopsy was made to to read was that she died at her own hand. It was a suicide. She was depressed, and of course there was a long history of drug abuse in her. So it was very it was a very easy sell. But she was killed. She was murdered, and Bobby Kennedy was behind it to make a problem go away. Right after she had threatened to go to the media to, the, to go public, Joe, it's it's. I'll have to say this, because I didn't live in the 60s. I'll have to ask Barry if you were, uh, lived in the 60s at all. But we talk about how crazy the times are that we live in, Joe, right, uh, how things are today. And I, I hear the stuff that's going on with the Kennedys in Washington, D.C., and, and these assassinations that happened in the 60s. And it makes me think that there was a much crazier time in the 1960s than there ever was going on right now, uh, Joe. It's uh, I, I don't know how we made it through the Cuban Missile Crisis with these <laughs> things going on, Joe. Well, you know, one of the things you got to remember, too, right? You didn't have surveillance, right? There wasn't ring doorbells and video cameras and the Internet, right? It, it, it was a lot easier, uh, you know, and again, uh, being a criminal uh, was easier, uh, doing uh, these operations, right, coming and going uh, without uh, suspicion, you know, today... If any of your neighbors uh, uh, died, you know, under any type of mysterious circumstance, they're going to get every every f camera, you know, come every car coming and going, uh, the neighbors and all their cameras and ring doorbells, right? It was actually, I, I would venture to say, harder to do stuff today than it was back then. Yeah, and that's why... I think it was Jason asked me last week or last time, why hasn't Trump been assassinated? And that was my point. You can't do what you did then. You can't do it now. Just take the Daily Plaza setup scenario. There'd be kids, okay? And, and the Texas School Book Depository sat at the intersection of Elm and Houston. So there have been cameras on Elm and Houston on the lights that are right there in the corner. There have been cameras at the overpass. There have been, because. Uh, Homeland Security is in charge of all of the trains 
and railroads. And so there have been cameras on at the uh, the guard the, the, the tower there the uh, that uh, Bowers sat in. There have been cameras there at the, from a different angle. There have been cameras at the jail, which was catty corner from the Texas School Book Depository. Dealey Plaza would be crisscrossed with cameras. So a lot of the evidence that <laughs> you know, we, we got all excited when we could see the Zapruder film. That was one camera from one angle. Now imagine the evidence, that, and all the evidence that came out as a result of that one camera, that one film footage, destroys the Warren Commission, which is why they tried so hard to, to right. squelch it. Geraldo Rivera, right? It was Geraldo Rivera that showed that to the to the nation, right? Yeah, well, he sh he showed it to his studio audience, and it, <laughs> you, that that got us on another rabbit trail earlier. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's impossible to carry out scenarios like that anymore. Now now you have to be. It happens in other countries, though, Barry. It does happen in other countries. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they wanted Muammar oh, yeah. Gaddafi dead, they they set it up and they got him killed. I, uh, as far as Trump, I know why. This is me. My understanding of what Trump is, that they don't want that guy assassinated. He's a part of the problem. I think every president we've had has been completely controlled since JFK. I don't think any president has had any control uh, over making decisions in the United States government. I think they're all hand-picked puppets, and they don't make decisions, Barry. That's, that's how I see it. Well, and to a point, I agree with you. Uh, I have maintained for <clears throat> many years that we have not had a legitimate election or a le legitimate president since, since Kennedy. And the fact that Trump held back 20% of the JFK documents makes me question him as well. There you go. That's Barry Jones. You're listening to on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. We'll be right back after a short commercial break. This is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on now. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the Tree Farm. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. 
So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by... James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates LLC at Cup, Joe and Jason, our guest Barry Jones, and and uh, you know we're watching all of this new information uh, coming out from people uh, that were were at the scene and talking about the Warren Commission not being the truth, being intimidated, being forced to to essentially lie or they were going to be taken care of. And then, you know, Barry was talking about even people after that that were getting a little too close uh, to the information uh, ended up, you know, dying, right? Oh, this person died, and then that person died, and this person died. And and then, uh, you know, we're forwarded it up to Trump. You know, one of the texters, uh, you know, I think I finally figured it out, was trying to say was, hey, did they try to kill Trump with COVID? Right. And, and, and maybe I, I, I don't know. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Barry uh, talking about remember, because Trump was going to release all the JFK documents. Uh, and then right at, you know, when, when it came time, Barry, he didn't release them all. He left a bunch of stuff uh, under wraps that was most likely stuff that, you, you know, the 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 American public probably would love to know the truth about what the government has been up to but somebody uh, a handler whoever you whoever may be uh convinced donald trump you can't put this out there uh, and i'm sure uh it will destroy america and and uh you know hey it may destroy your life as well 
And I, of course, I don't have any. I don't have any knowledge of that. But I'm just kind of making the assumption that because he said he was going to release it, and then when push came to shove, Barry, he didn't. Yeah, uh, Roger Stone tells the story, and the story is Trump was going to release. Roger Stone reminded him of his campaign promise, and he said, well, "What do you think I should do?" He said, "I think you should release him." And so he put the word out he was going to release him. Mike Pompeo, who is the head of the CIA, he was nominated to be the head of the CIA by Trump. Mike Pompeo made a, a visit to the Oval Office and persuaded him to keep back 20% of the files. He said for methods and sources purposes, which is patently ridiculous because all of the sources that were alive back in 1963 are dead. They're gone. And really what it is is about protecting the CIA. It's always a CIA representative who comes and appeals on the grounds of national security or methods and sources, whatever, to keep back these. So I did the same thing with Biden. Biden said he was going to release them, and he didn't either. So it's the CIA that keeps protecting the CIA. And Tucker Carlson did a whole segment on this right before he got fired from Fox News, and he talked to one of the inside CIA sources that he had, didn't reveal the name, but he said it was an inside CIA source who told him the the agency is protecting the agency. So when Next. Trump does not reveal, the, when he does not follow through on his campaign promise, it really buttresses Jason's point. <laughs> you know, for someone like me who went into the 2016 election thinking Trump was not controllable, then he holds back 20%, I realize, well, he at least <laughs> is partially controllable. <laughs> well, I... I'll have to send you a clip from the David Knight show. It shows very succinctly that Trump perpetuated a lot of COVID. He was very much involved. But I don't want to get off on that. We have some callers coming in. Uh, let's go to Doug first. Doug, thank you for calling in. Uh, what is your comment? Well, you know, there was a lot more players in that than just what we've got here. We had Kennedy. He wanted to get rid of the FDIC, CIA. He wanted to get rid of... Uh, or what's his name, ahead of the FBI, because he was a transgender. Uh, Kellogg had their money invested, and Halliburton. Halliburton had all of the contracts to rebuild Vietnam. Kellogg had all of the food that went over there. Then we had Lady Bird. She had the contracts for all the clothing and the tents. There was a lot more players in there than just what we're putting out there today. Doug, there was also the, yeah. the exec, Executive Order 11110, which uh, that was starting to step on the Federal Reserve's money-creating uh, powers. Exactly. Uh, Barry? Exactly right. Uh, uh, Doug, in my book, I, I maintain there were five conspirators. And I begin with the military intelligence community, which I call the deep state. But that's just one of them. The Secret Service, which we've been talking, we started to talk about, uh, is a second one. A third one is... Uh, LBJ, and you mentioned LBJ and Lady Bird. LBJ is the nexus of all the five conspirators, arguably the most important of the five conspirators. The Cubans, the Cuban refugees who had made up this, uh, basically this jihad to get Castro gone, found out that Kennedy was negotiating with Castro, and then of course the CIA. So you got you put those five conspirators together. They don't have the same agenda. Big Oil was involved with uh, Texas. And with with uh, LBJ's motive, Big Oil and, and LBJ were inseparable. 
So you mentioned Halliburton. It wasn't just Halliburton. There were others as well. So you put all those five conspirators together. They all had their different motives. They all had their different angles. But the agenda was the same. It was to take out Kennedy. So you're absolutely right. There were more, way more players here than just one or two. Excellent. Let's go to the next caller before the break. Uh, we got Roger. Roger, thanks for coming in. What is your comment? Well, you, you touched on my point, but uh, spoiler alert, the, the world is run by secret societies. And uh, we fund one of the, you know, the primary ones we fund, which is the intelligence. And um, because I, I was just thinking of your point this week about Kennedy, the Kennedy thing, what, 60 years, uh, the Immediately after that happened, the narrative came out from the police uh, on camera that it was a lone government, okay? They stuck with it. They proved it out. What is so secret after 60 years, if it was the lone government, that they can't release all the, all the stuff? You know, they run the government. There is no president. There never. I mean, and you go back in history and secret societies. This is how the world's operated to greater or lesser extent since Nimrod. You know. So. Agreed, I mean, Roger. Agreed, very I mean, much so. So it's a spoiler alert. You know, that's just the way the world is, and, and I, I just I, I can't watch those congressional hearings where. They've got Ray or somebody testifying. Well, that's you know the issue. You know, we can't release it because you know, just like ducks quacking at that point. So, anyway. thank you, thank you very much, Roger, for the call, Barry. You got a few seconds. Uh, we, uh, Brian with an eye. You're you're going to come up at, at, as soon as the break is up. There's the music. We'll get Barry. We'll get Joe's uh, reaction. Brian with an eye. You'll be up next. Eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. We'll be right back. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. 
My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Empty Cup of Joe. If you want to call in, it's 877-536-1360. Brian was uh, the last one up, so you can get in pretty quick here. Uh, Brian, thank you for calling in. What is your comment? Uh, hello, fellows. Uh, great as always. I regret that I tuned in only about 1135. Um, uh, Barry, really good. I really like your detail. Uh, one minutia. Um Dorothy Kelgallen was one of the uh, panelists. She wasn't the host or director. I think I heard you use host or director word. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. She was a panelist. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, as for, uh, I think there was some doubt as to when CIA actually was formed. Um, not that all the secrecy and minutia of, of uh, they're almost like drama queens, but not quite. But anyway, I have uh, heard or uh, alleged that Harry S. Truman, after he uh, was retired from the presidency, he said that the worst thing he ever did, and I've mentioned this before, was to uh, sign the bill that created the CIA. So... That, that may one month may... pardon it's true it's true it, it, you're absolutely correct in December of 1963 one month after the assassination Harry Truman wrote a letter an op-ed to the Washington Post and he was the one who signed in 1948 the CIA into his existence it was a National Security Act and he regretted it he said the Nas the CIA has become an unaccountable arm of government it is now it's not carrying out its its main agenda when it was created was to collect intelligence and present reports to the president. It's now carrying out policy. It's become an unaccountable wing of the government. And he, uh, Alan Dulles was so concerned about it, he went out, he flew out to Independence, Missouri to meet with Harry Truman, who was living in Missouri in retirement, tried to twist his arm, gave him a change of story because uh, it was a real black eye for the CIA to have the president who signed it into existence to say that the CIA had become a he called it a rogue elephant. He called the CIA a rogue elephant, out of control. So you're absolutely correct. Very good, very good, Brian. Joe, you got comments? You know, I love it. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for, for uh, calling in today because it does, it, you know, we had, uh, what was it, uh, the FBI, what was it, that, that was, 
I think, what, the 20s or the 30s, and then, of course, in, uh, uh, after World War II, here comes the, the CIA, and to Jason's point, uh, the, the habit of classified documents. Not that we didn't have classified documents before. We did, but it, it was such a small amount. Like, it truly, uh, there was, you know, very few things. That, okay, yeah, that, that can't get out. Uh, today, uh, the it's almost like they want to classify everything, so so no one can ever know uh, what's really going on. And now the CIA is so good at misinformation on on top of of all the the backdoor dealings. Everybody, right? Mo most people uh, probably, you know what? They 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 stop tuning in. They're like, I just can't deal with it. I got to go on with my life. Uh, give me the sports talk radio station and and let me listen to. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, I can't deal with the reality that my government may not be working uh, for us and, and is actually working against us. Well, Barry, let, let me jump in on Joe's comment because uh, I had mentioned on the previous segment that, you know, in the 1960s you have, you know, adultery and drugs and assassinations and and geopolitical, you know, crazy things happening. And then I hear Joe you know, once again bring in about the classified information. It seems like that all that craziness that was going on in the sixties. I guess we probably still have that and more going on. It's just now that they, people, uh, I guess, in the government can just bury it with a classified document. Is that kind of where we're at? Hey, you can have your Mellon Monroe situation, but we'll just make it classified. And then if you don't do what you're told, we'll make it unclassified. Is that kind of what the CIA has just done? Is cover for the bad <laughs> behavior of our elected officials? Yeah, they've become, you know, J. Edgar Hoover started all this. He had his filing system, and that's how he controlled uh, all presidents and policy. And now the CIA has gotten into the act, and that's how they control presidents. And if you don't play the game, like the mayor of New York City, have you been following that story? Okay, the mayor of New York City came out recently and complained about the migrant crisis. Of course, New York City is overflowing with migrants. And he had the audacity to complain. And he went to Washington, and the next day, his offices were raided in New York. They confiscated all his phones and all his communication technology, and they are going after him now because he has crossed the party ideology or whatever it is. He's crossed some line. And so all of this stuff that they keep in the back burner when they need it comes out. And this is how our government operates now. Uh, Hillary Clinton is probably the master at this. The Clintons in general, both of them, but Hillary especially. That's uh, why she will never, she's untouchable. She's absolutely untouchable because she has too much dirt on everybody and can get anything she wants whenever she wants because she's got this reservoir, this trough of information. It's not just her. There's many of them that play the game this way. But the guy who started it, at least in modern times, was J. Edgar Hoover. And, you know, somebody, one of the callers had mentioned earlier about J. Edgar Hoover's uh, cross-dressing and all that kind of stuff. That, that played a part. You know, he, he was, that was one of the reasons why he wouldn't acknowledge the presence of a mob because they had pictures of him in that. But really, his, his uh, animus against the Kennedy brothers was that, by law, he was forced to retire in 1964. He had reached the age of retirement, and he didn't want to retire. And he knew Bobby was already planning to replace him, 
And so one of the reasons why J. Edgar Hoover played along with the Warren Commission, he knew the truth. In the minutes right after Dallas, he knew the truth. But the reason he played along is because he had his own personal reasons to get rid of the Kennedys. And of course, LBJ, one of the first acts he made after he became president was to appoint J. Edgar Hoover uh, FBI director for life. There you go. That is Barry Jones. Comes on with us once a month here on the Happy to Cup of Joe. We'll finish it up when we get back to this break. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy. In every life we... Wrapping it up here, the Half Empty Cup, the Tuesday edition, a uh, big shout out uh, to Barry, just so good at what he does, great information, all the callers, the texters today, as, as usual, always adding uh, great things to the discussion. And, and Jason, I think Brian has uh, one last question before we check out for the day. Yeah, Brian, go ahead. we got about a minute here for you. Okay, curious minds want to know if the CIA is so protective. I mean, even Donald Trump wouldn't go along with divulging this information. How come all these guys are coming out with all this information now? Why isn't the CIA going after them and shutting them up? This is not Brian with an eye. This is this is the other Brian. So, so, so just to make it clear, go go ahead, uh, Barry. 
this is uh, what I was explaining earlier. It's called limited hangout. And let me explain this to you because this is important. And a limited hangout is when you, the CIA, uh, intentionally releases information drip by drip by drip. They can still control uh, the narrative, uh, and they can, which is, of course, that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was involved in it. You know, it has morphed. It started off, it was Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. But because of all of the information that has come forward, they've had to mold and shape uh, and change and their, their narrative a little bit. And so the way to control that is to put people on your payroll or to use people that you control to release information at strategic times. Strategic times would include anniversary occasions because that's when the JFK assassination gets maximum uh, attention. Every time there's a 10-year anniversary, the TV channels are full of it. It's all over the internet, the newspapers, magazines, everyone's writing, everybody's talking. If you turn on the internet, if you get on the internet, everyone's podcasting about it. And so that's the time they choose to release dribs and drabs of information. This has been going on since 1963. They have their authors, they have their television personalities, they have their media moguls, they have their, their contacts in education, and they control the narrative by releasing the story when and how they want to release the story. And that keeps control of the narrative. Uh, Barry, let me jump in. Let me jump in at the end of the show here. Uh, uh, Brian, did, what is your estimation as to what happened with uh, President Kennedy? Uh, what, is, what, is, what, what do you think happened? I have no clue. But this makes yeah. no sense. Do you think it was Lee Harvey Oswald as a lone gunner? Who cares? Well, I think I care a lot because the story that was told to the American public was oh, that it was a lone course. shooter. Of course, Bucky Jason. We've had discussions like this before. Well, you're a government guy, Brian. That's why you just believe in what the government tells oh, you. Yeah, you know, you're in, a, you're, you're in hostile water when you believe the government. I've been retired for over 10 years, Jason. I've been retired for over 10 years. Well, that doesn't account your, your, your uh, previous education, your high school education, your college, your military, and then your military contracted jobs you worked. So that kind of makes you a government guy, right? I mean, everything you've done in your life is government-dependent. You know that, Brian, right? Oh, so a guy serves in the military. He's a government guy. Ooh. Well, if it was scary. just military, that's one thing. But you, you, you've, you've been so drenched in, in government, Brian, that, that I think the only reason you listen to the shows is because now that you've, you've been retired, things aren't sitting right with you. You've you finally gotten out of the paradigm of government. I listen for the entertainment. Well, thank you very much. You know what, Joe, Joe? At least we're entertaining. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, thank you. Uh, Barry, thank you. Alex Jones is coming up next. Brian, please call us before the end of the show next time. Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts. We are giving away a free desktop PC for the month of December. So come by and check it out and enter to win our free PC giveaway. We provide sales and service for all makes and models. For all your computer needs, come by and see us. We are located in the Orchard Shopping Center in Loveland next to the Ace Hardware. Or you can find us at PCsandparts.com. Call us at 970-203-0696. That's 970-203-0696. 
It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7- to 8-foot-tall flowering tree for only two sixty-nine and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only two seventy. You Come take see. I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 